Good morning, Pentecostal Tabernacle. Good morning to the partners downstairs. We bless the Lord for this beautiful day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise God. We're thanking the Lord for being here. My name is Elder Anita, Auntie Anita, Sister Anita, Deacon Anita. So... I'm going to be speaking this morning to you in the absence of our pastor and bishop who is away for a much needed rest. And we're just praying, not praying, but we're thanking the Lord for giving him the rest that he needs. Amen. Both he and Lady Carmen. So this morning, here we are on the verge of our 21-day consecration. Didn't convince me. (laughs) Our 21-day, beginning March 1st to March 22nd, we will be in consecration. In other words, we will be fasting before the Lord. And you can go to the website to see Um, the choices that are available to you for the consecration. Um, Some people might choose to fast, consecrate um, two meals and eat one per day, or you might go on the Daniel fast. And there is a list of foods that you can, can eat and those that you should avoid. And so I'll just put it this way. No meat, no sweet. That's the, you know, the capsulized version. But as we begin this consecration, the Lord just dropped a word in my heart that in this time, this year, consecration needs to be about the Lord. Not about us. Not about us. Right now, let's just bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to stand before your people and share your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take these words and make them your words, Father. Use my mouth, Lord God. Use the demonstrations that I might portray, Lord. But, Father, speak through me this morning. Father, I pray that your people, when they leave the sanctuary will be encouraged, will be energized. They will be just lifted up in your spirit, Father, to go forth this week, Lord, in consecration. Father, we just thank you for those that are here that this might be a new concept to them. But Father, I pray through your words this day that you would speak directly to their hearts. So, Holy Spirit, we're depending on you. We rely on you. We need you right now. And, Father, we will 
just continue to trust in you, lean on you, giving you the glory, honor, and praise. For we ask it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask, I have a request. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you have a cell phone, please turn it off. Either turn it off, mute it, so that there will be no dinging, no ringing, no buzzing. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn your attention to Hebrews 11 and 1. Um, Jonah, I'm going to ask you to put up the international standard version of that verse. Hebrews 11 1. And the title of my sermon this morning is A Leap of Faith. A Leap of Faith. And I'm reading, as I said, in the International Standard Version. Now faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty that what we cannot see exists. Let me read that again. Now faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty that what we cannot see exists. Amen. So here we are about to start consecration. And the catalyst for this leap of faith is the consecration. Because the word catalyst means a person or thing that precipitates an event. The Lord, the Holy Spirit wants to do it. He wants to do something unique and special and extraordinary in your life. Amen. During consecration, he wants you to take a leap of faith. And this leap of faith may differ from person to person, but what the Holy Spirit is trying to get at is that we will not be self-centered in this consecration. It's not about, oh, I'm consecration, consecrating because I want to lose weight. I'm consecrating because I want a, a new job. I'm consecrating because um, there's some relationships that are broken that I need fixed. So it's not about I, 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 I. God is calling us to a God-centered, focused on him, consecration. And this consecration can look like, oh, and you know, I know people that right away they say, turn off the TV, log off the computer, the laptop, and all the other devices, no tweeting, no linking, no this and that. But the Lord says, Forget about that. If you concentrate on me, you listen to my voice, you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you during consecration, he might be saying, this 21 days, I want consecration to be about others. 
Not taking them out to lunch because that defeats the purpose. But you see somebody, maybe a neighbor, you know, I need, let me just go by and ask them if they're all right. Let me go buy a bag of groceries and give it to someone that I know that is in need, in need. Something that removes us from ourself, from our self-centeredness. God wants to spring us forward, to bound us forward, to leap us forward in our faith. He wants our faith to grow. Do you believe that? He wants, if you're here at the beginning of consecration, he wants at the end of it, he wants you to be there. He wants to propel us forward in our faith that we can think about the issues that are in our lives, think about the things that we're trusting God for, and maybe in some of those things we've stopped believing. God wants to get us to believe again. Amen? Now, let's go to this. um, Yes. So some might ask the question, Why consecration? Why? Why do we have to do that? You know, is it necessary? And I would turn your, I would ask you to turn your attention to Isaiah 58, 6. Isaiah, Isaiah 58, 6. And the question is asked, is not this the fast that I have chosen? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Let me read that again. Is not this the fast or the consecration that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free? and that you break every yoke. So I asked the question in response to the question that might arise, why consecration? Is there not a cause? Isn't there? Can you think of a reason why you could consecrate? You know, and for those that everything is going perfect in your life, don't even think about it. Don't even think about consecration because you're about to go off to glory, maybe, if, if everything is so perfect for you. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm not perfect. And I've got some issues that I'm dealing with that I need to consecrate. I need to respond, yes, there's a reason. There's a reason. And it's not about Anita. It's about the Lord, what he requires. Amen? So we're going to think, Let's look at this word leap. Now, I'm going to need some helpers to demonstrate this. Um, who's Nikai? He was here a minute ago. Okay. Mark, can I use you for an example? Not yet. Not yet. Just sit right there. And what about Ava and Nia? Could I use you all for an example? Thank you. Okay, I'll give you the signal when you should come up. So, 
leap, a leap of faith. What does the word leap mean? It means to jump or spring a long way to a great height or with great force to move quickly. And the theme of our church this year is what? Faster. The Lord wants to move us along faster, quickly, to spring through the air from one point or position to another. And as I just said a minute ago, if when I start consecration, I'm here in my faith, I want at the end of consecration to be much further along. And that leap of faith is going to send me there. Amen? Amen. So, from one point or position to another. So, okay, come on up. Come on up, my peeps. Okay, Mark. There, yes. Ava and Mia. Come and stand right over here. Give her some space. Now, I need a spotter. Joyce, come on up. Brother Charles, you come over and spot Mark. And you see, I'm demonstrating the leap of faith with the Lord that when I say leap, it doesn't mean you jump or you move blindly. You don't just spring into the air because of your emotions, you know, an emotional response. But you, you leap, you jump, knowing that the Holy Spirit is your spotter. He's not going to let you fall. He's not going to let you hurt yourself. When you leap in faith, your spotter is there. Amen? That's good news. That's good news. That's good news. So I want, when I say three, I want you all to leave this place and leap over there. Can you do it? You confident? Come on, saints. Encourage them. Come on. Give them a hand. All right. One two, three. Yes. Woo! Okay, come on. Come on, my friends. Come on over So you saw them move from their place and they went to a new place. Amen? And I'm just thinking when the Holy Spirit is telling us to leap, he's there. He's with us. He's guiding us. He's supporting us. We're not going to make a step. We're not going to make a leap without him holding us up. Amen? Amen. So how do we leap in our faith? How do we leap in our faith? The first, I'm going to use the acronym for leap. 
L is for listen. The first thing you need to do is listen. Has, um, how many swimmers are here? Anyone that swim, anyone that swim? Yes. Have you ever been to a, a, a swimming meet? Especially the ones that diving off the board. So tell me, when, when the, when the person is standing on the diving board, the water is there. The crowd of people are there. Do you hear people screaming? You do? When they're about to leap off? No, it's usually quiet. The person is standing there. Sometimes they're shaking their hands. They're doing something with their feet. They're concentrating. No one is, um, say, if the person was um, Sam. Here we go, Sam. Here we go. Nobody's doing that. Once they walk out on that diving board and they're ready to leap, it is quiet. And when they leap at the point that they know they're ready to leap, all you hear is the, the sound of the water as their body cuts through. So God is saying listening means you've got to give attention to a sound. Take notice of and act on what someone says. Respond to a request. Take heed. Here's a word that we don't hear much. Heed. Take heed. Take into consideration. So I'll tell you, the first thing that you've got to fight against when it comes to listening is distractions. Tell me, why in my class, when I said, everyone take out your blue binders, we're getting ready to go home. Out of 26 children, two of them don't have their blue binders out. I want, what happened? They were all in the room with me. They heard me, but two weren't listening. And God is saying that during this consecration, he needs us to listen. And listening means Turn off the noise. Turn off the noise. Turn off the voices. Turn off whatever it is that distracts you. And, you know, we've seen it many times or we've heard it. People in the airport, someone misses their flight. What happened? Maybe they were in the, the shop before they took off, say, oh, I want to buy this for my child or for my wife or my friend or whatever. They're in the shop shopping before the flight um, is ready to take off. And the announcement is going. Flight to Denver, now loading. Flight to Denver, now loading. Seagate 6 or whatever. And it's announcing and announcing. I've seen it so many times. 
the flight is just about to take off and you see someone come running up. Did you announce flight to Denver? Yes, we've been announcing it. Where were you? You weren't listening. Obviously. God is saying this time, he's looking for a listening ear from us. A listening ear that shuts off the distractions, that silences the noise. The noise is whatever you know the noise to be. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we're listening. And listening also means to hear what someone has said and understand that it is important, serious or true. So when I, when my children were young and I would tell, ask them, I need you to go in your room and straighten up your room. Straighten up your room, make it look neat. Listening means that they go in and they do exactly what I said because what mommy just said is important. What she just said, she's not joking. And they respond in kind. Now, if they just heard me, they would go in. And I'm not saying that this happened. They would take the blanket and just, you know, throw it over the pillow or whatever. I mean, things are still ragged, but leave it like that. That would be hearing. Yeah, I heard mommy say straighten up the room. I wasn't listening. Because listening means I heard what she said, and it is important. So I am going to respond. Amen? Amen. So Psalm 27, 8 says, the psalmist David said, Lord, when you said, seek my face, my heart said, Lord, your face will I seek. So in response to what he heard, he listened, he heard the voice of the Lord. His response was, yes, I will seek you, Lord. Amen. E, expect. So if you're going to take a leap of faith, you, go, you need to expect that something is going to happen. Amen. You've got to believe. You've got to imagine that, you know, I'm expecting, and I know Bishop has already, has many times said this, expect. I don't know. I know it means looking out. <laughs> I don't know the Latin and everything, but looking out. So you're expecting something. You are it's almost like you're straining your neck to see what's the what's going to be done. Something is going to be happening. Something's going to happen. Let me expect it. Let let me give this my attention. So we need to expect. The next thing we need to do is anticipate. I love this word anticipate. Because it says, you anticipate is to expect or look ahead to something with pleasure. So you can't wait. You can't wait. Oh, my husband told me he's going to take me on a cruise. 
So I'm anticipating this. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this with pleasure. Like, whoa, yes, I can see myself already on the ship. I, you know, I see it. I can see myself, you know, going from deck to deck. I can see it with pleasure, anticipation. Amen. How many of you, kn- I just made that up. <laughs> But I'm speaking, I'm speaking the things that do not exist as if they were. (laughs) How many of you remember that commercial, the Heinz ketchup commercial? Anticipation, anticipation. And the person has a dish of fries in front of them. And they have the bottle of ketchup turned upside down. And it's just, it's not flowing out. It's not coming out in a big hurry. But the anticipation is like, it's making me wait. The ketchup. And finally, the first drop comes out. That's the way the Lord wants us to be anticipating his move in our lives. It's like, yes, Lord. Oh, I can taste it. I can taste it. I, I can ex- I'm experience it already in my heart and in my emotions, in my soul. That's what the Lord wants. He wants us to anticipate his move. Amen. And then the P is for prepare. If you're going to leap, you better prepare. Prepare means to make ready beforehand for a specific purpose. To get ready for something. Just as I demonstrated about the divers standing on the board. They're not flailing around. They're not, you know, fooling around. They're concentrating. They're preparing themselves mentally, ready to leap. Well, the Lord wants us to prepare ourselves in the spirit for the leap of faith. For the leap of faith. You know, um, before Elder Roy and I moved into our home, many years ago now that we uh, moved into our home, we were living in a two-bedroom apartment. We had spoken to the realtor. We had looked at houses and nothing was, nothing was, um, registering with us like, nope, this is not the one. Nope, this is not the one. Oh, it's a beautiful house, but no yard. So where are the children gonna play? You know, oh, beautiful living room, but small little rinky dinky kitchen. No cabinets. That's not gonna do. And so we would go and look and look and look. And finally, we saw a beautiful house in Bilrica. And I looked at Roy. He looked at me and said, you think this is the one? He said, this could be, this could be. And then, praise God for my mother-in-law, 
She came from New York and she looked at it. She saw the house and she said, hmm. So since your circle of activity is in Cambridge and Medford, I mean, more so Cambridge, when service is over and everybody else is home, you're going to be still on the road driving to your house in Bill Ricker. She said those exact words. We thought about it. It was like, you know, she's right. You know, it's a little ways out that we would have to go. And when we said, nope, this is not the one, that's when the Lord brought us to the one that he had for us. But you know, in the meantime, we hadn't seen the house yet, but we started to prepare. I started going through that apartment and just started boxing up things, like if I was ready to move. In my spirit and in my soul, I had already left that apartment. I started putting things in boxes and labeling it because I said, I'm believing. My faith tells me we're getting out of here. Three children in a two-bedroom apartment with a living room and an attached kitchen. There was, you know, there was no room. We, you know, we had outgrown that apartment. And the Lord said, start packing. And that's what we did. And it was shortly after that that the Lord showed us our house. And we've been in there for over 20 years now. But you've got to prepare. If you have listened to the voice of the Lord, you've heard him loud and clear, take a leap. Take a leap. Whatever that leap is, a leap in um, you're moving or a new position, a new job, a leap in believing the Lord for your healing, whatever it is, healing for damaged relationships, whatever he is speaking to you, you need to respond. Amen. You need to respond with a leap. You need to respond with a leap. So I read again, now faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty that what we cannot see exists. And I dare say, and I'll say, those that are believing the Lord for children and you're having difficulty, would you believe again? Would you trust them again? Take that leap of faith. I look around the sanctuary from time to time and I see people, I see couples that have said what the doctor said. And now I see them walking around with one and two and some three children believe the report of the Lord. Take that leap of faith. Don't count it out that it's not going to happen, but believe again. Imagine again. Take that leap in the name of Jesus.